are listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. On this episode of Chuck a Talk, you'll meet Brett Pryor, Aussie New South Wales State Representative player. We discuss the high level of competition, pull across styles now compared to the past, the multi-horse tournament format, and more. Here on Chuck a Talk, the goal is to shrink the pull across world by connecting people together, and most importantly, to provide education by interviewing players from all over the world. So listen closely and enjoy. How's it going? Going pretty good. How are you? So at least... Good yeah, yeah, yeah. good, good. Lee's got you all set up like weekend at Bernie's. She's just got you organized. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Cool. It's uh, 7 a.m. here, so I'm drinking coffee. Oh, if you luck. I was about to have a beer. Yeah, what? No one coffee here. What are you drinking these days? Anything. <laughs> Anything. I'm doing this podcast, trying to, you know, talk to people, get their perspectives, you know, but I want to catch up first. How's uh how's everything? Sure. It looks like you're super dad right now. Well, well uh, I'm doing my best. <laughs> it's a big job. It's a big yeah. job. You know, I'm having, having Are you still driving well, a Go ahead. Are you still driving a truck? No, no, in the moments right been, been there for a while now, so. Okay. Cool. Keeps me busy. Yeah. What's what does Leith do for work? Uh she's uh she's a house mom at the moment. She's oh, okay. Kids. Yeah, it's, so, it's a big job. That's bigger than my job. <laughs> I know. How's the corona? How you doing with that? How you handling that? It's a bit crazy over here at the moment. Everyone's in lockdown. Um, we get to go to work and that's about it. You don't get to see anyone. You don't get to go anywhere. Probably the same yeah. with you over here, I guess. Yeah. I, I live in an isolated area, so it's like it's not as bad here. But everyone's gone. You know, it, rightfully so. Everyone's freaked out. You know, in New York and New Jersey, it's really bad. There only There's only like 30 cases in my county where I live. Are there any cases up there? Are, you're in Marywell, right? Yeah, we're in Marywell. No, I don't think we've got any cases here, but um, uh, I think Maitland and Newcastle and places like that, I think they've had a few, so yeah, gotta be got to be careful. I think you, you've probably done a better job than we have controlling it. Well, we got to see it secondhand, didn't we? We uh, we got to watch from you guys, so yeah. we probably got to do a little bit of yeah, my wife and I got in in and out of there just the nick of time. We went on honeymoon in February. I don't know if you saw, but we were we popped into Sydney for a few days. I did the things I'd never done before: the Royal National Park wine tour, you know, all that stuff in Sydney that I never done. Then we went I, to New Zealand. What I saw the I saw the photos looked pretty good. New Zealand was amazing. Great. So uh, how are the Broncos doing? Well. We're sharing top of the ladder this year, but she's uh, she's been cut short there for a while, so it's yeah. not so good at the moment. Yeah, but you have have they been at the top? Are they still are they a good team? Ah, uh, they're right. They're, they're they're just battlers like us. Yeah, I compare teams to like either you're like the Patriots, where everyone hates you because you're so good and you cheat, <laughs> <laughs> or you're some team that's always struggling. You know, you have a I don't know so. I'm an Eagles fan, and uh, we were terrible for so long, and then we finally beat the Patriots. But it's always a uh, stressful—you never know where it's going to go. What about the Broncos? Are they like the Patriots? Or are they more of a scrapper? <laughs> yeah, no, I, a lot of people dislike and put it that way. Okay, but you like that? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? We we can't all get along, can we? Right, right. I have a bunch of questions, but I want I want people to know how we know each other. You know, we had the I had probably the best summer of my life in '99 with. Uh, <laughs> so good. I know. So 
I, I went over on a junior tour in 98, and we have a friend, Rob Shuttles, and uh, he had known you guys. Robbie. Yeah, Robbie. He had known you guys before <laughs> that. And then I went to, on the junior tour in 98, and then you, Damo, and uh, Richo came over on the Swallow Me Wallaby tour in 99, and we toured the West. We toured with Texas. New Mexico, Colorado. It was a blast. I remember trailer lights went out and we used Oscar De La Hoya, a, a cutout of Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> the... <laughs> uh, we got him from that little red top bar. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to fight for there. it? Did you have to fight someone for that? Yeah, or... I don't think you did. I think we had to dance, didn't we? Was it on top of the bar or something? Yeah, yeah. What, what are your memories from 99? I, I absolutely loved it. I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the whole flying thing, but um, that would have to be one of the uh, one of the best times I've had for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, loved it absolutely. The, the four weeks that we were over there, they went way too fast. Right, we came over there in 2000. Some highlights for me were the Dr. George Jungle Juice Cup. <laughs> what is that still going on? I mean, does that still happen? Yeah, that still happens. That's a that's a that's a yearly event. That is that's um that's a big thing in Cessnock. Yeah, that way. For sure. So let's get into polo cross. When was the last time you played? Uh, last year. We, we had horses in for this year, but um, yeah, it all got scrapped with the coronavirus. So it's, it's sort of just on the back burner a little bit. But hopefully, if it gets going, we'll, um, yeah, we'll get into it again. So you're playing for Marawa? Or... Yeah, for Marawa now, yep. Okay. How long have you been living there? Is that for a while? Uh, well, we moved here probably two, two and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, we've been playing with Mary Wall for the last uh, last season. Played for Bunnan. I got a half a season with Bunnan. Leeds played the season, I think it was. And then, um, yeah, before that, with, with Maitland. So, yeah, not loving it out here at Mary Wall, but wished I'd come out here 10 years ago. Awesome. Yeah, so you're still playing. That's great. So you've got, got a bunch of horses. How many? Uh, too many, too. Yeah, all <laughs> up, old retirees and everything. Yeah, probably about 25 of them. 25. Oh, jeez. How much property do you have for that? Uh, what have we got? 360 acres. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That sounds pretty Aussie to there's, me. Uh, the, the big plots of land. Yeah. There's enough room for a few. <laughs> for too many. How many are actually useful? Uh, the two kids' horses, probably. We've got a few season ones there and a couple of young ones and more young ones before that. And there's, a, there's, oh, there's half a dozen retirees and old broodmares that just living their life out in the paddock there. So. Yeah, I see Joker yeah, out there. Joker's 30? Yeah, he's still there. He's king of the Legend. kids, mate. He uh, looks after the broodmares and the foals. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. That's He's an awesome horse. Legend. He's all right, man. <laughs> Yeah. So you're playing. That's awesome. So let's get into like some of these questions. What was it like growing up playing in the Hunter Valley? And, and I want to put things into perspective because in the U.S., we might get 30 carnivals in two seasons and that's the whole country. So none of us are getting to all of them. In New South Wales, you have 30 in one season and you may not have to go more than what, four or five hours? Yeah. To get to- yeah. When, when I was a kid growing up, um, if you couldn't get at least ten carnivals in minimum, it was um, you weren't even trying, and that's that was just in design. Yeah, you can get outside design. So there's no shortage. And I, right. when I was a kid, I mean, Hunter Valley was probably the place to be. Yeah, the, the likes of the Daryl Smiths, the Graham Wilsons, all those places. Uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I I mean, think it, yeah. You started at Maitland, right? So you that was your first club. Yeah, yeah and how, it was. How, yep. how how old were you, and how did you get into it? What what led you to pull across? Uh, my father played before I, oh, my father played, um, my two brothers actually played before I did. I was, I was into the show jumping and all that sort of thing before I played and they played a season before I did. And then 
I thought, oh, hang on a minute, this is this looks pretty good. I'll have a crack at this, and yeah, that's just how it all started. So off we went. Brett, the show weekend, jumper. Myself. Brett, the show jumper. Yeah, I wasn't much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was no good. I was no good. <laughs> how old were you? Oh, jeez, when, when I started playing pilot cross. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen, I think it was fifteen. So you have a you have a lot of competition, and I think that you're only as good as your competition. Here in the states, we just don't get a ton, so we have to travel internationally if we want to get better, type of thing. Uh, but you were getting that every weekend, so I'm sure it got uh, really competitive. Did you have rivalries back then? Uh, without a doubt, you did. Um, I mean, every weekend was every weekend was pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. If if, if you're playing against the likes of um, you know, Bernie or Simon Smith or, or those sorts of blokes. Every weekend was a tough weekend. You had to be on your game. You had to have your horse fit. And the horse had to be right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was you, – you couldn't take any shortcuts. If you took shortcuts, you'd get found out for sure. See, there's a, amazing horse flesh in that area. I mean, the, the bloodline. So – was it sort of a was it ever a money thing where if you had more money you could get the better bloodlines and it mattered or were there just so many great horses no matter what that you could be competitive? Uh, I think money always helps, but yeah, I don't think you need a heap of money to 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 get what you need. I mean, um, yeah, it's it's always tough, but um, yeah, you can get lucky, I guess, can't you? You can right. find anything really. So who were your, so obviously you had this competition, but who were your biggest influences? I mean, who was teaching you at that time and what, what, what were the big things you got from them, whether you listened or not? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My biggest influence was probably my father when, when I, when I started the show. Okay. And then um, you had the likes, well, I was lucky you had heaps of people in Maitland. Right. Graham Wilson, uh, Pete Osmond, uh, Daryl Wilson, you had Robert Bailey. They're all blokes that played for their state or country, so there was no shortage of help by any means. Right. So yeah, it, it, it was easy. And you're also a joy boy, right? Because uh, that's what you're called, right? If you're if you're trained by Joy Pool. I think that was Damon and Richie. I don't think <laughs> I ever was. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's she. I mean, she had a big influence on me. You know, two two World Cups and and all that and the horsemanship. So I I remember. I know you had Joy as well. Yeah, she's. Phenomenal. What do you still see, Joy? Yeah, you still see her. She still has a little bit to do with Maitland, I think. Yeah, for sure. You still oh, see her great. around. Yeah. What did you learn from uh, her yeah. the, the most? I mean, what can you remember? What did she teach you? From Joy. Yeah. Well, she she was pretty good tactician. She she knew her stuff. She was yeah, even the women's side of that thing. There was no shortage of uh, lady players either at Maitland. You had Joy and um, Narelle and Julie and hey, they're, they're all great players in their time for sure. Probably the best horse horsemen you know at the, at the time as well right i mean i mean you had there were so many great i mean i from my perspective all the horses are phenomenal but the way that they trained and the finesse and just getting the horse to the ball required less racket skills that type of thing it was more of a horsemanship type, type game right that was back in the days for sure no, no doubt about it yeah i think it's changed a little bit now they're um the racket skills and the reflexes of, of the of the boys playing now is unbelievable the horses probably aren't i don't think as quite as good as what they used to be but they're a lot faster and yeah they, they, can, they can throw a ball from one end of the field to the other now cross you, you couldn't do that with more. yeah what 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 changed that i mean we in the states we're chasing uh you know the World Cup and, you know, there's an African influence as well. I mean, people are trying, though. We have the overarm now. I took a break in 2012 and I woke up out of this coma and I started playing again. <laughs> and uh, they're doing the overarm and all this stuff. So 
we're kind of <laughs> so we're we're battling that now. So we're we're trying to get better at that, but we're, we're we have an Aussie style as well. That's that's our roots, and and that's not the case for you. But I mean, what's what's changed? I mean, how could why is it racket skills now? And well, I, a lot of it's changed, really. They they used to play six eight and eight chucker finals and all sorts of things. But now it's your normal competitions now, four chucker finals. You don't exactly need a super fit also, I don't think, um, to what they did 10 years ago. Oh. But their racket skills, their racket skills and everything, they're, they're second to none now. It's unbelievable. Are you, would you say that, that that puts more strain on the horses because the ball's moving at a faster rate? Or, I mean, or is it the same? Yeah, I don't think it puts more stress on them. No way. Yeah, I mean, you only had to look at the last World Cup. The South Africans had plenty of horse left and they uh, they didn't have to cut the ball, did they? They just threw it around like a hot pill. So, right. yeah, who knows? Are you, guys, are you doing the multi-horse tournament format at all now i know they're doing it yeah, they were doing it in queensland yeah we have a few of those we have a few of those carnivals i think they're only allowed to have x amount of those per zone from memory but yeah, correct me if i'm wrong i'm not sure but i think that's all i can have so they, they do a few of them so is it for development of the horses pretty much yeah pretty much you, you can like you just still only get the x amount of games to three or four games a weekend so if you wanted to you could play three or four horses so it's only one horse per game obviously but okay um, yeah I get, yeah i get plenty to it yeah i mean we're we're sort of debating it and talking about it. I know the UK's done a little bit in the A grade. I think South Africa's even changed their rules. Uh, you know, we all we've always wanted to be the one horse sport. Yep. But this multi horse thing is out there. Good for the development of horses, but you know, if you have multiple horses and someone doesn't, then they you know, they have more fuel in the tank. So that's sort of the downside of it but obviously need to bring in more horses because we do have a shortage right now. But I don't think we'll, it would be a long time until we have it from a regionals or a nationals type type level. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think nationals or something like that, you'd have your extra man, so you don't, it's not really a multi-horse, is it? Yeah, uh, I get, yeah, I guess it is different. I'm not a huge fan of it myself. I, I'd rather just play the same horse all weekend unless something happens to it, but um, not that we don't have enough horses. We've got plenty of them here at home to play, but I'd, I'd rather, most of them just need the whole weekend anyway, I, I think. But, um, right. For those who want to play Again, that horse is necessarily going to be better than their top horse, right? Because they're bringing it up and, and all that. But but like I said, they just might have more fuel in the tank, you know. So the management of the horse over the weekend would change. So you'd be playing against fresher horses. You'd, you'd have to do, I don't know. I, it's just, I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm definitely more of an old school Aussie style influence. I mean, I've got this 20 year old shirt on from New South Wales. <laughs> Still fits you. <laughs> uh barely uh you can't see below my waist but like my belly would hang out if i stood up <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to get your opinion on the multi-horse just i mean i don't know ask. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with you i think it takes away from a little bit of the competition but i think there's a place for it for sure um you need to be bringing horses along but they're uh, Personally, myself, I'd rather just play the same horse all weekend. It's not very often I'll be chopping and changing. Yeah, because, I mean, you think where you're at, there's enough practices and there's enough competition in that scenario to get your horse brought up. Over here, we get four, three or four or five tournaments a year, and that's in the south where it's warm and they can play more tournaments. But, you know, I had this idea of what if... See, in the States here, we travel so far. You know, you remember those long trips. You know, just try not to fall yeah. asleep at the wheel, right? Wrong side of the road. scary is that? Yeah, so we travel so far, so we feel like we want to play. We need to play four, four games. And these are uh, six by sixes. You know, you're playing three sixes if it's a sectional. We're already really overstraining our horses. But what if, and you guys tend to have three games a weekend, right? I mean, is that still, that's still the norm? Yeah, that's minimum. 
three, four games, three or four games a weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, you play the final on Sunday with fresh legs, but over here we tend to play that third game Sunday morning, and it means more for some than others, and so you might rest your horse or, you know, whatever. If it means nothing to you, to you you'll have an easier game. But then that fourth game, that final, is not on fresh legs, and, I don't know, it's just a problem. So I, I would – you know, my proposal would be you play that final Sunday morning. And then if you want to have a multi-horse in the afternoon and mix it up, you still get your four game and, you know, yep. you do what you want. You bring in that other horse. So I, I don't know. I think it's just different here because we feel like we're traveling so far. We want to play so much, but we don't necessarily have the fit horses that we should play four games. It's tough. That tra- the travel's hard on them. Yeah. I think the travel's harder on them than playing. So yeah, and you're, you definitely you're, want to yeah, I mean, you're getting in there on a Friday, trying to get home on a Sunday. I mean, it's it is tough on the horses. For sure. Let's go back to rivalries because I remember this about you that that you uh, you have a boxing background. You're kind <laughs> yeah, of a bad boy, kind of a bad boy smoking while you're warming up type of thing. Um, are you still smoking? <laughs> you no, still smoking? I haven't smoked. No, no, I'm fit and healthy. Yeah. Congratulations, you look phenomenal. That's awesome. So I want to get back to this. So you have a boxing background, right? You um you did some when you were a kid, right? Yep, we did. And did that did that ever translate to the field when you were playing? Nah. Well, yeah, nah, not really. Nah, my, nah. Wait, hold on, hold on. I was there. I don't know if you remember this one. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to talk about this it. You probably good. don't remember. This will be good. Yeah. No. Well, I don't. We won't talk about it. But it does get scrappy, right? I mean. It, People, I mean, yeah. what? I guess let's talk about your pet peeves. Like, what bothers you when you're playing against someone? What'll get you upset? What What do they? I mean, what What would happen in those games that would, you know, piss you off? What pisses? Uh, I don't. Cheating? I don't like people. Yeah, not so much. That doesn't bother me all that much. But I don't, I don't like people beating up on the oars or anything like that. That um, that sort of ticks you off. The rest of it you can put up with. If they want to cheat. It's you know, put it down. That's what they got to do. Right. They so if they, they just, if they just hit you at a certain angle and knock your horse off, and you know yeah, that they could, I don't, oh yeah, I don't yeah. that. Not at all. And uh, was there cool. a lot of cheating in the lineup? I mean, holding rackets down, the butt of the racket into your ribs. I mean, was that going on back then? Not really. I don't. I don't, I don't remember coming across too much of that. Um, oh, that's good. The worst. The worst that you probably had to put up with was people trying to screw you in the lineup. But um, you know, that's that's about it. Yeah. Everything else is pretty clean. Because I, I wrote a book. I'm not. I'm no big deal. But I did write a book. <laughs> and uh, I. And plenty I, of pictures. Was it? Was there plenty of pictures? No, no pictures. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I wrote a chapter about you know instead of cheat you know, think about playing on you know positive plays and stop thinking about cheating all the time because I think that people that spend all this time cheating there it's like a defensive posture. So. That was never part of my game. I never thought about cheating. I just thought about, you know, getting the next ball and playing, winning the fairway. But then, you know, people joke and there's probably, they probably believe it that, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not winning. That was my perspective on it. But there are people out there that cheat for sure. But. Yeah, well, they're not, are they? If they're cheating, really, you don't have to be cheating to, um, you know, yourself. If you, if you play a good game and you get beat, so be it. But you, you don't have to resort to those tactics. I don't think yeah. it's hard, fair, as much as you want. I don't know. Tell me more about Polo Cross now or is there anything else that you know we're, we're talking to everyone in the world and you know that you're kind of a big deal uh but i just wanted your perspective you know i don't know uh do you have any other sort of coaching tips or anything that you feel strongly about when you're watching polo cross or anything like that look i, I just like i like polo cross it's still value for money every like it, it costs a fair bit to play but it's still value for money the big thing we need to do is is go back to the make it more horsework involved and 
you know, go back to your 68 chucker finals and stuff, actually make it the king of the one-all sports again rather than where it's going at the moment. But, yeah, right. you only get what you put out of it, what you put into it, don't you? You, you know, you don't practice till you get it right. You practice till you can't get it wrong. Yeah. So do you think that finances have changed over time and that's what's affecting the sport? People can't afford to have as many or can't, I don't know. Is that what, what's, what you think might be changing it over there? Oh, there's definitely more money in the horse flesh now over here, that's for sure. Oh, really? Okay. Bonds, for sure. There's, there's a lot more money in that now, but I think it's the same. I think the cost of everything goes up all the time, doesn't it? So, right. it catches up with Yeah, what, what are the big studs now? Because, I mean, there's Rosebrook, right? Are they still going strong? Yeah, they're still going. Yeah, you've got Rosebrook. Um, the Smiths still sell a heap of horses. Oh, mate, there's, there's, there's plenty of people that sell a lot of horses, I think. But um, yeah, they're probably the two, the two main ones around around our way, for sure. Yeah, what what were your bloodlines? I mean, yeah, where, where did your horse flesh come from when back back then? Joker, well, Joker's, he's by Chenevale Flash out of Melby Comedy, which, you know, he's, he's I wouldn't say it's perfect breeding or anything, but he, yeah, he just liked the game, so. Yeah. Uh, what do we got now? We've got a bit of everything now. We've got our own stallion and everything, so. Oh, you do? We breed a few. Yeah. Okay. We, we breed you, a few. Do you breed outside then? A lot of outs, off the farm or just to your own? Uh, basically, mainly just for ourselves. More, more of a bit of fun, really. Because they, it's less about breeding sometimes and more about just that specific horse and yeah. you know that sort of thing. Yeah, we, we got a mixture, mate. We, we got um, we got horses. We got some thoroughbreds there. We got horses by Acres Destiny. Some by Flying Star. Yeah. So you, let's let's finish off with the kids. So they're playing, right? Well, they're 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 very young, right? Is it Izzy and Ella? Uh, yeah, Isabel and Ella. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So they, they, they are they ready for subbies? I think I might have seen. Did they actually play in a game yet? Ella's Ella's had a practice. She she was pretty keen to play this year, but uh, that's all been put on the back burner now. But um, horse mad, just dead set. Both of them horse mad, crazy. Oh, I love good. They, yeah, I love I love those drive. videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaf takes those all the time. But yeah, yeah. I found I found a wife that is not a horse person. That <laughs> that was the secret for me because they're a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, do you ever do you ever play with Leith or or that never happened? The park cross. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? You play with Leith. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. How did that? Yeah, how no, does that yeah, go? Yeah, that's that's good. I love it. Well, you married up. You're always trying to figure out how to play up to her level, right? Because she's sort of a, a legend in her own time. Exactly. Now, I, I, well, I just do as I'm told. And then you'll have to go through that now that you're married. You'll have to do as you're told. Yeah. And I do it at home. And then I do it on the pilot myself when I play with it. So it's easy. Yeah, it's you know the secret. Yeah, yeah, you know Correct. the secret. It's almost like we're outsmarting them because, yeah, we actually know better, but and we just keep it to ourselves. Correct. So you guys it's, don't. It's so does that ever, do you ever like stop doing that and then you, you say something and then it gets like pissy or, I mean, are you playing the three and she's the one how does it typically go if, if i'm playing with this i well she's usually that's the three and i'm usually the one but um if, if we can be in the same team we can both be threes it doesn't matter but um no nah, it's pretty good you, you can take in, constructive criticism so that's all right do you play a lot of one you play a lot of one now no. yeah exactly exactly who, who wants to play that. one yeah you, you want you don't need all this glory and all this you know this easy job you want to you want the hard work yeah that's right we'll, get, we'll go down in the trenches and get dirty for a while that's yeah and then, the, the back and then the one misses the goal and then you have to chase the other you know you have to do extra work because they can't do the simple job that they have it's very frustrating yeah you gotta hold it under your breath yeah stupid <laughs> 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 it's even worse if it's your wife you can't even get up again yeah i i 
I never even get to play two, but I don't like to play one. I uh, just, yeah, I'm still, I still play three. Yeah, that's my preferred. Right. That's for where sure. it's at. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you doing this, man. This is fun. Great catching up with you. Good to talk to you. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good night. Cheers. You have a good day. Good eye, Mike. Did I say that right? Good eye, Mike. You did. Good eye, Mike. No. Throwing up a strip on the Bobby. <laughs> Now you used to quote you used to quote Dirty Harry and John Wayne. Now get back on your horse and drink your milk. <laughs> Do Dirty Harry for me real quick. Do Dirty Harry. Oh, I can't even remember Dirty Harry. What, what's he say? Did he shoot five or did he shoot six? Now what was it? Um, How is it? Now you got to ask yourself a question. Is that it? Yep. Did he shoot five or six? I, I can't even remember it. Luke, you know? No, she's yeah, younger. She doesn't even know who that is. She knows who John. Is everyone knows who Dirty Harry and John Wayne? <laughs> well, you, yeah. Well, have you? So you've never quoted them to her? You stopped quoting after no. you after I left? Well, I, yep. After you left, I retired. That was it. Ah, oh, bummer. All right. Well, thanks. Have a good night. Say hi to everyone for me. I will for sure. I appreciate it. All right. I'll catch you soon. Two eighty. Good to talk. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Yep. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed the full belly laughs and catching up with Brett. What a great guy. For more Polo Cross coaching, go to polocrossmadesimple.com. You'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach. Find me on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, have a good one. Thanks. Thank you.